Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome to Pardon the Intermission, everyone. Welcome, welcome. How's everyone doing out there? Fine, I hope. Obviously, you guys can't respond because this is a podcast. <laughs> we don't take well, any calls yet. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well because we're, we're, sure we're doing are. well. We are ecstatic to be here on another yes. episode of Pardon the Intermission. We're going to talk about more fun and interesting entertainment news. And that was Jason, and I yeah. am yeah. Eric. So let's get into it. Are you ready? I didn't come Always here to shoot the breeze. Supposed to say, I was born ready. I was born ready. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, um, you wanted to talk mm. today about, uh, a, do a movie review, actually, yeah. of a movie that just came out that you saw. Yes, my with, wife and I went yes. and saw Black Adam. Wow, Black with Adam, okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yes, yes a, a DC film. Obviously, we all know that. So okay, before before you get into the movie, yes. or now let me ask you this: Yes, does the movie kind of go into like a origin story of this character? It is very much an origin story. Okay, okay. So and, I just wanted to ask that. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. and in fact, it's kind of interesting, Eric, because funny you bring that up. <laughs> because if you recall, when we previously discussed Thor: Love and Thunder, we talked about how uh, the main villain's origin story, Gore the God Butcher was yeah. featured in that movie uh, through different means of foreshadowing and stuff like that and back-and-forth storytelling. Well, Black Adam is kind of similar in mm. that uh, the movie starts off with Black Adam's origins, and then as the film progresses, there are different um, scenes, uh, flashback scenes of his previous life before okay. he became Black Adam. And so, yeah, it was very similar to Thor Love and Thunder in that respect. Hmm, interesting. Very yeah, interesting. very interesting. Mm -hmm. So what what was your take on it? What what did you uh, like, not like? What what would you finally give it? Ultimately? I, I'm going to answer the last part of that question first, the last question first, and I'm going to say I'm going to give it a, a solid 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. As far as DC movies go, and we know they haven't been great. Okay. Yeah. God bless DC. They're trying. But uh, as far as DC movies goes, it's tolerable. It's fun. Okay. Uh, it like any movie, it has its uh, good points and its bad points, and especially with DC films, it has its good points and even worse points. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's it's still lots of fun, and I thought that Dwayne the Rock Johnson did a pretty good job of portraying what the character really was about. Mm. A, a true anti. Hero, somebody who wasn't uh, somebody who was viewed as a god, viewed himself as a god, but really didn't want to attain that status. Didn't want okay. to. He didn't want to be the hero. Hence the term anti-hero. Yeah. But uh, it had uh, it had some really good special effects in it, and a couple of other popular DC characters from the comics uh, were in it, including a uh, Hawkman. For those of you who know Justice League, you know Hawkman was one of the popular characters in DC. Mm. Uh, he's in this. Okay. Uh, Pierce Brosnan plays a character uh, called Doctor Future, and um, he's kind of like he's kind of like the DC version of Doctor Strange. Okay. So yeah, Pierce Brosnan plays. He almost him. looks like him too, at least from what I've seen from the. Yeah, yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah, and then it's uh, like were they using the same comic book artists? You know, going back and forth from uh, Marvel to DC back in the day to well create these characters. Funny you mention that because Jack Kirby actually crossed both uh, both companies. Jack Kirby used to draw for DC. And right mm. for DC before he went over to Marvel. Interesting. So okay. yeah, yeah. But uh, and actually, Jack uh, Kirby created uh, the villain Darkseid, the Destroyer, 
And uh, when he went over to Marvel, he helped create uh, Thanos. So, so actually, this Doctor Future could have actually been created before uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, I think he was. Okay, yeah, interesting. If I remember okay. correctly, but so Strange is a copy of him. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there are a couple of other uh, a couple of other uh, for there's a couple of other characters from the popular DC comics and the Justice League that make appearances in the movie. Um, it's, uh, again, it's not a, uh, it's not a, a 10 out of 10 film, but it's a fun film. It's definitely worth seeing. Um, the, the story does keep you interested at certain points. And, uh, I felt that at least for DC, this is kind of a good way for them to, uh, I think rebrand themselves a little bit, especially hearing Mm -hmm. the news that Walter Hamada is no longer in charge of all the creative stuff there at DC. He got uh, kicked out of the seat. So I thought overall, okay. for all intents and purposes, Black Adam is definitely worth seeing. It's a fun film. Uh, I don't think you'll leave the theater feeling disappointed. My wife and I didn't feel disappointed um, when we left the theater. Okay, thought it was a fun film, and it, there's a lot of heart to it as well. There's there's some really good tender moments in it that show. I think even though Dwayne Johnson's never going to win an Academy Award, it shows kind of the uh, versatility that he has in this role. So yeah, mm. I liked it. I thought it was good. Definitely worth seeing in the theater. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm, I'll probably wait till this one, uh, uh comes out on, on, uh, streaming or, or, or video or streaming. I don't know. Oh, anyway, you what, mean like next week? What would you, yeah. What would you even call it anymore? You know, we used streaming. to call it, wait, wait till it comes out on video. Now is that we have to wait till it streams, I guess. Right? I know. So, we used to have to I'm, wait like nine months before it went out on Blockbuster. I'm still then, old school. I mean, yeah, you know, hey, I'm so still calling it video. Yeah. Wait till it comes out. We can, I can rent the video, go down to Blockbuster. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll probably wait. But I did hear now. I know on Rotten Tomatoes, this one got yeah. from the critics got slammed, but it did say the audiences were loving it. And yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of the action scenes and stuff in it, they were really well done. Yeah, you know, they that, were. That, that's what really pulled them in. The yep. story I heard was pretty weak. Kind of the plot, you know, of the story. Would you agree with that? Uh, I or? would. Like I said earlier, it, the the plot kind of goes in and out, and I, but a lot of that has to do with um, some of the uh, the flashback scenes going back and forth from his origin to present day back mm-hmm. to his origin again present day okay. so yeah i would i would um blame a lot of that on the back and forth there but uh, i mean still for all intents and purposes it's it's still a, a film worth seeing and um the actor who plays hawkman uh his name is um i wanted to say idris elba but it's not idris elba it's mm. um Ah, uh, it's uh, the character's name is Carter Hall, but anyway, I forgot the actor's um, real name right now. But okay. I'll have to Google it here and find out. But anyway, it's still it, it's a it's a fun film. We're seeing, and you guys should like it. Now, also, does Superman make a uh, appearance in this one too? He does. Okay. And for those of you Henry Cavill haters, it's the Henry Cavill Superman. So this. Why do you, per- why do you think he's hated? Well, I mean, look, he he's hated because he portrayed a version of Superman that we never grew up with. Okay, when he took on the role of Superman in Man of Steel, the character was much different, Eric. Mm. He he was a character who still felt very alien on an alien planet. He felt like nobody liked him. He felt like he was uh, the anti-hero in a way. The Superman that we grew up with believed in truth, justice, and the American way. Mm. He was the hero that everybody could relate to. But yeah. Henry Cavill's Superman was uh, featured so much differently. 
And I think that's why a lot of the traditionalists and a lot of the Superman fans don't like him because the, the character was portrayed completely different. He was portrayed to represent the society that we live in today, a society yeah, that yeah. Is, is rampant with paranoia, a society that's rampant with rumors and social media, and a society that is just it's just scared. And that Henry Cavill Superman is not the Superman that we grew up with. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I liked his Superman. I wasn't excited yeah. about. Uh, um, oh, what was uh, was it Justice League? Yeah. Um, the, no, nobody was the director's cut or uh, what's his face's cut? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's cut. Yeah. I wasn't excited about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But it is. I mean, you know, these characters have to kind of represent the the, yeah. the times that they're living in. So I do understand yeah. that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, Chris, speaking of the Superman that grew up with you, I mean, Christopher Reeve was obviously the Superman that yep. I was that same for you. I mean, right? same for me still so, is. Still yeah. Is. So, you know, that, that to me, that that's yes, very. Yeah. And he's very, yes, he is very, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? I mean, he, he's, he's black and white in all of his thinking. I mean, it's, you know, yep. there's good, there's bad, that's it. You yeah, know, there's no in yeah. between. But yeah, this whole anti-hero thing yeah. has taken off in the last few years. and It has, and, yeah. And, and, and it's bled into, you know, of course, the, the heroes. And it kind of can lend to a lot of interesting storytelling. But I don't know, sometimes... I'm I'm not necessarily uh, married to Christopher Reeve's Superman or that, mm-hmm. you know, that character, yeah, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. It can a lot of times, I guess, uh, become a little too much. You know what I mean? It can. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like you got to you got to have. It goes back to what I'm saying about yeah. the villains, where there's always an excuse for any, you know, for everything. It's like, oh well, somebody stole his lunch money, and that's why he's now he's plotted this big revenge. He's going to destroy the planet. You yeah, know? It's like, yeah, oh, poor, right. The poor right. guy, right? It's like, ah, you know, I want yeah. my villains to be bad. So I guess in the same token, I want my, you know, the the heroes to be yeah. to be good. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, but and getting back to Black Adam again, it portends uh, a future, ju- uh, another future Justice League movie. Because again, Hawkman, who was in the film, one of the original Justice League characters, and um, Black, I think it also will portend uh, some future crossovers with uh, Black Adam and Shazam. Because obviously, he was one of Ooh. Shazam's nemesis, and uh, Shazam and Superman in the comics fought Black Adam on numerous occasions. Oh, really? So it not only is going to set up the next Man of Steel film, which I heard will uh, Henry Cavill's already confirmed for it, so okay. he's coming back yeah. for Man of Steel too. But we know that another Shazam movie is coming out, so now it makes me wonder if the if there's going to be a Black Adam teaser at the end of the next Shazam mm. film that comes out. So in a way, Eric, again, I think th- this is Black Adam in a way. I think is kind of DC reimagining itself and yeah. kind of going at their extended universe, much different than the way Marvel has. Much different, or it sounds kind of the same to me. Well, it's it's the same, but in a way, they're kind of reinventing themselves, also. Oh yeah, you mean you mean from what they were, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because previously, their universe was viewed as the Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, he either gotcha. played, he either had a hand as a director or a producer in all of the DC films up until this point. Mm. Well, now that he's no longer doing most of their films, and now that their head creative chief was just ousted, DC obviously is trying to rebrand itself. In fact, I read a story. Uh, late last week that said DC actually tried to poach Kevin Feige for Marvel. They, really? They, they approached him with a major six-figure salary for 10 years to be their creative wow. chief. Feige turned him down. Wow. And uh, so, so yeah, again, this is DC's way, I think, of rebranding themselves and then refreshing their extended universe at the same time because they took yeah. the original one and just shot it to hell. 
Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, that those original characters still live in what they're doing now, but the original extended universe as we knew it before uh, has gone back to the drawing board. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's, 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 it was demolished and, uh, and rebuilt. It was, being, Hulk, it was Hulk smashed. <laughs> and being Big rebuilt. Time. I think Kevin Feige, I think he made a mistake. I think he should have went for it. I, because, I do too. Because yeah. I, I, to be honest, this is a yeah. way that he could kind of, you know, his talent lies there and he could kind of yeah. extend his career. But, you know, it's kind of on the other side of that uh, coin with Marvel now. It seems like it's kind of dying out over mm-hmm. on the uh, Disney side. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, maybe he should have jumped ship and uh, and, and right. taken that. Unless he's locked into a contract where he yeah. can't. But anyway. So anyway, Black Adam. Okay. Lots of fun. Go see it. If you are disappointed, you can track me down with a howitzer and shoot <laughs> me later. He'll, he'll give you a refund on your movie ticket. Though. Exactly. <laughs> I will. I will pay for your next movie ticket. So, hey, uh, another story here uh, I pulled up. Uh, this yeah. one's from uh, TV Line. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about now. We all know that Netflix. I guess Netflix is yeah. uh, uh, rolling out their um, uh, ad-based subscription service, right? Yes. So the cost of this is going to be six ninety nine a yes. month. You know, yes. to compete with all the other ad-based uh, like HBO and yes. uh, and all these other ones, streaming services out there. Um, interesting thing about this that caught my eye though is a story was saying that there's going to be some programs, maybe even quite a few programs on the ad version that are not going to be quite available yet for people that sign up for this. Hmm. So apparently, um, and I think you know a little bit about this too, right? Mm -hmm. So apparently, um, I guess they have to go to all these uh, uh, companies that they have the rights to these. And since they're going to run ads on some of these, they'll say the for every hour of content, they're thinking about four to five minutes of ads. Yeah. So they have to go back to these companies and renegotiate mm-hmm. for some of these shows. Yeah. Now, some of the big shows uh, that they did mention were uh, like they had The Crown was mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, yep. The one that, that that we love, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, Big. They also have Friday Night Lights. There's, there's some older ones in here. Good Girls. Yeah. The Good Place. The Last Kingdom. The uh, magicians, uh, Peaky Blinders. That's a that's a pretty popular show too. So yep. you know, I I gotta say, I I would be if I was a subscriber, I would be a little ticked about this if they're saying. I mean, I understand they can say, hey, you know, not all of our content is available, but then that that to me that would tick me off. I mean, it's like okay, I'll watch the ads, I'll pay because I want you know it's a recession, yeah. you know, we're in a recession. Yeah. I. You know, I don't. I gotta, you know, watch my uh, pennies here. I'm penny pinching, but uh, now I can't get the content I want mm-hmm. unless I pay the full price. Now, at some point, I may get that. Yeah. But they have no. But there's no no definite date to get that. What do you think about that? I am pissed off at this. <laughs> okay. I am right. pissed. I am pissed. Don't hold All back right. now. You know, I just want to tell you something. Now, this the, on this show, you don't have to hold back on You're your right. opinions. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not going to hold back on my opinions. I'm going to say it as it is. I am ticked off, and I yeah. got to tell you, over 80 million Netflix subscribers are probably going to be ticked off as well. This oh, is, I bet. Yeah, this is going to hit Netflix and the stock options. Mm. The shareholders are going to speak up, and when when Netflix's stock drops, which it will, as a result of this, you think it will? I think it will. Okay, Eric, because look, we when Netflix. When, when Netflix first started, it started as just a small um, mail, a movie mail order yeah, DVD. Ser- service. And then as it grew in popularity, mm-hmm. they said, hey, look, we can make even more money by becoming a directly streaming platform, which they've done a very good job of doing. Yes. One of the reasons we were attracted to Netflix is we got a chance to see some of our old favorite films stream along with some new stuff. And then Netflix started to dive into the original content, which some of it's been good, some of it hasn't. 
They've produced some really good stuff. The point is, is that we all were attracted to Netflix because they promised us content at a very cheap, affordable price that we could enjoy, that we wouldn't have to pay $29 or $30 to go see at a theater or download or purchase online anywhere else. Well, now the tide has shifted, apparently. And now Netflix... This is well first of all this is in direct response to Netflix cutting the price on their production schedule because yeah. they're not going to be coming out with nearly the amount of original content they did before but still we subscribe to Netflix because there weren't any ads attached to their movies it's mm. not like when you're watching a movie on Hulu and you're watching Predator and then all of a sudden boom an ad comes in right as Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting his butt kicked <laughs> by the Predator but but in all, but in all honesty but but on the other <clears throat> side of that if you yeah. can pay for an ad free version of Hulu right you can yes. pay for an ad free version of Disney plus and that is true you are correct but, yes but I will say that the, the for me the the point that or the part that ticks me mm-hmm. off about it is the fact that not all the content is available if they're not that, ready to release it yep. then go ahead get all the rights first then release, then release it. it. I, I think yeah. maybe maybe they're trying to do this. I you know to be honest, it's probably a money thing. It's and and what I mean is probably they want to do this and and hopefully they will pick up in subscriptions at the, mm-hmm. at the last couple months here, November December. Yep. Look like they have a good quarter going into the next year. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it's for. Probably. But like you're saying, if I if I if I would assume, unless I'm specifically told in big mm-hmm. block letters when I subscribe on there, you know, uh, to Netflix that. All the content's not available yet. You know, I would assume that people are probably going to be subscribing, want to watch Cobra Kai and be like, wait, wait, what the heck's going on? I can't get it. I have to pay another seven bucks or whatever. Well, and not only that, Eric, but um, here, okay, so Netflix comes out and tries to kind of ice the, the explanation with frosting by saying, well, we're only going to do four or five ads uh, per, what was it, per hour? Yeah. Or per hour? Four, four or five minutes. Four or of five ads minutes of per, ads. Yeah. Okay, great. That's what you're going to start off with. What's going to happen three, four years down the line when your CEO comes out and says, we're going to increase our ad revenue by uh, double what we're doing now. So instead of going from four, we're going to go to eight. What happens then Mm. five years down the road after that when they say we're going to increase from eight to 12? Do you see a recurring pattern developing here? They've done this with the subscription fees every single year. Yeah. And it ticks us off. That's what's led to password sharing. And this is ultimately what has resulted in that password sharing has been the decision to include ads on their platform. And also, Eric, this is going to open a Pandora's box for these other studios to jump in and grab these programs. Mm. Cobra Kai, if you recall, started off on Apple TV. No, pre- it was YouTube. It, was it YouTube? That's it right. YouTube. It was YouTube TV. Yeah. A lot of people didn't tune into it because they weren't subscribers to YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And then when Netflix found out, found that out, they said, hey, come on over to us. We have more than 80 million subscribers. They'll watch it. Yeah. So this is going to mean, the, mean that the producers and the CEOs for shows like Peaky Blinders and Cobra Kai are going to take their platforms and go to Apple TV. They're going to go mm. to Hulu. They're going to go to Amazon Prime. And they're going to say, what can you offer us? Yeah. And I am willing to bet dollars to donuts that Jeff Bezos would just jump at the opportunity to say to the creators of Cobra Kai, you bring your plat, you bring your, pro- your product on my platform. I'm only going to charge you an X amount of dollars for however long. Yeah. Because my pro, even though Amazon prime has raised their subscription fees as well, they only charge a year yearly versus monthly. 
I guarantee you, there's going to be there's going to be a whole torrent of activity. Well, the difference the difference this. I'll argue with that, uh, Jason, would be that Amazon they do charge money to rent movies, whereas Netflix, Netflix doesn't doesn't. Yes. So I, I think they that's where Netflix has a leg up on that. The other thing too is it's going to depend on the contracts that these shows have. Yes, and that's the problem. What happened is that when Netflix was really the only game in town, they had free reign on all this content. They could pick it up, and they could probably pick it up for pretty cheap. Yeah. You know, to go ahead and run it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everybody, you know, has a streaming service now. You know, yep. every every uh, uh, corporation, movie company, corporation, uh, yep. media company. So, uh, well, not even media company. I mean, Amazon wasn't a media company at one time. But um, they all have their streaming services. So, yeah, they're all going to be fighting for this content. And uh, and that's where the problem lies for Netflix. That That's where the crux was. And that's why they lost. Because they had to raise prices, right? So they lost yeah. a bunch of streamers because it's like, well, you know, Disney Plus came in, swooped up a bunch of their content that Netflix yeah. had. So, and it does depend on whatever contracts they do have with, with like, especially for sh- ongoing shows mm-hmm. like Cobra Kai that are being produced. Shows that have already been like Peaky Blinders, that's yeah. already, you know, that's already done with, you know, they, they mm-hmm. can probably go to several platforms. But. So, so Nielsen, which does all the ratings for the popular broadcast media, radio, TV, um, Nielsen came out with a list not too long ago of the 10 most popular streaming shows right now available for people to watch. Okay. Five of the top ten were all Netflix series. Really? Peaky Blinders was one of them. Cobra Kai was the other. Mm. Uh, and then um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, or that was a movie. Okay. But um, the point is, is that five of the top ten streaming entertainment choices by Nielsen were Netflix products. I'm wondering how much you had to pay to get that rating. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Wouldn't we like to know, huh? What I'm, what I'm trying well, to illustrate. Okay. What I'm trying yes. to illustrate is that. With those entities potentially not being available on Netflix anymore, that's gonna it's not gonna hurt the ratings, it's gonna hurt the popularity of Netflix. And look, I I'm not rubbing a crystal ball here, but I'm pretty sure that their stock will take a little bit of a tumble here because of this news. Mm. Well, you know, I, I think what's gonna happen ultimately is is this thing First off, I, I was I was thinking, you know, Jason, why why don't we just go back to network TV if there's going to be so many ads in these things? I, I agree well, with you. I might as well just I do yeah. have the antenna up, I'm you know, and then I've got the TV plug, and I might as well just start watching. Damn I gotta you, be cable. Honest. Well, I gotta be honest. Now, there's uh, not to get off on a tangent, but there are yeah. a lot of of old cool shows that mm-hmm. I can pick up. Um, that I can actually stream for free on some sites and not yep. not illegal ones. I mean, just regular. I can through, through through the Roku. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also the um, broadcast TV. There's a lot of they play. Mm-hmm. They play a lot of content. I mean, now with all these digital channels, you know, there's so many channels uh, that yep. you can get. And and you know, yep. so anyway, of course, you don't really have a, a choice to pick. I mean, right, you have to right, watch whatever's right. on, but. But uh, the other thing I was going to say, too, is that, you know, I think it's going to be like the cell phone service where basically there's only so many streaming companies. You know, maybe one will, will gobble up the other once in a while. But ultimately, they're, they're all going to just kind of, you know, move this big ocean of, of subscribers around, you know, and Netflix will pick up a few and lose a few and Disney Plus will, will pick up those other few and then they'll lose a few. It'll just yeah. keep going back and forth, you know, people. And then plus it depends on the shows. You know, some people like Cobra Kai comes out with a new season. OK, they're going to watch watch or stranger things they're mm-hmm. gonna watch netflix yeah. uh um you know they're just for those couple of months yeah. and then they'll they'll cancel yeah. it and go to disney plus or yeah. they'll go to discovery plus 
Um, the other thing was was Stranger Things on that Nielsen list. It was Stranger Things okay, was on okay. the Nielsen list. <laughs> I was gonna say it better yeah. been on there. So. Yep, yeah. Peaky Blind, Peaky Blinders, Stranger Things, and wow. Cobra Kai were the top three streaming series. Wow, uh, in that's the Nielsen amazing. Ratings. The other t- the other remaining two pro- programs were movies. Okay, were pro- Netflix produced movies. Wow. And also, I just like to reiterate something. I'm I'm not predicting that this drop is going to be instantaneous. I'm not saying that we're going to wake up tomorrow morning then and boom, Netflix's stock drops 250 points and that they lose 60 of the 80 million subscribers. That's not how severe folks, Uh, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen and it's not going to happen that quickly. Mm -hmm. And actually I think what will happen is the subscriber base will stay the same to start off with. This is obviously experimental for Netflix. They want to see how this is going to work, but if it does start rubbing us, the viewer the wrong way, then we're going to, we could potentially see, uh, subscribers start to do well, it. And it's going to depend on how quick they can get, they can lock up all those, uh, mm-hmm. uh, adjust the contracts, whatever they have yep. to do with those series that they cannot show yet ads on. Yes. And that are not available. How quick yes. they can do this and, and put them on the platform. That's also going to be a deciding factor. Yep. My, my, uh, stink with it was, uh, uh, my problem with it was I, I think they should have at least waited. I, like I said, they probably yeah. did it because they want to do it before the quarter's out, yep. but they should have waited mm-hmm. for this, uh, <clears throat> service until they had everything mm-hmm. locked up with all the other shows and, and that yeah. way they can offer everything. Cause that's kind of, yeah, that is kind of poopy yeah. for, for subscribers to get in there and, and it's not available. Yeah. If anything, this is bad negotiation on Netflix's part. Yeah. Like you so. just said, they, they should have had all this locked signed, sealed and delivered at the end of last year and have made plans for it already. So yeah, bad move by Netflix on their part. Bad move. Bad Netflix. Bad Netflix. Shame on you, Netflix. <laughs> hey, uh, we got time for probably one more story Yay, here. And right. I wanted to uh, talk about, because it's going to start uh, on HBO November 17th. Okay. We have uh, Christmas Story Part Due yes! is coming out. Yes. So uh, for those of you who don't know, this was from uh, parade, yes. Parade.com. So they're, yeah. they're saying everything, the story goes, every, here's everything you need to know about a Christmas story, Christmas sequel. Um, so yes, there's going to be a Christmas story sequel. I love it. I love it. Uh, to the first one. And uh, it does it. It stars uh, uh, the original Ralphie. Peter Billingsley. Peter Billingsley is coming back. Yay. And uh, uh, what the, the I guess, it's, like I said, it's going to be November 17th on HBO Max. Yeah. So uh, what basically what the story is going to be about is that uh, it says it takes place, the story takes place in the 70s yeah. when Ralphie is bringing his family back to his childhood home hmm. and he wants to give them the magical Christmas that uh, he had growing up. Huh, so okay. he's going to reconnect with his friends. Uh, it says reconcile with the passing of his old man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, yeah, try to sow the seeds of the original, you know, beloved holiday classic. Yeah. So yeah. this, this kind of looks promising. I'm actually, you know, a lot, of, I don't like a lot of these, you know, let's kind of, you know, right. keep doing the same story and drag it out on the popularity of the one famous Disney Santa Claus. Do you hear me talking? <laughs> the Thank one you. famous movie. Right. But I am kind of looking forward because, and there's actually going to be, uh, quite a few cast members, mm-hmm. uh, returning, uh, the guy who played Randy, uh, Ian uh, Petrella's coming back. No way. Zach Ward's coming back nice. as uh, uh, Scott Farkas. <sighs> you have Scott Schwartz as Flick okay. and uh, uh, Rob uh, uh, R.D. Rob as Schwartz. Okay. So those guys are going to come back apparently and be in it. And of course, there's new ones. You know, there's going to be his kids. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it says Aaron Hayes is going to play his wife in this. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, this is now they do say that Melinda Dillon, who played his his mother in the original, mm-hmm. is still living. She is, yeah. So she might make she might be in there as a limited. That would be so that would be freaking cool. awesome, man. It, it, oh man, it I would. hope she's in now, there. Now, what would have made it even better is if God rest his soul, if Darren McGavin was oh, still alive, who played the who who man. irascibly and brilliantly played his father. If Darren McGavin was yes. still alive, that would have been the cherry on the icing. But <laughs> Darren McGavin passed away several years ago. He so did. He God did. rest his soul. But hey, Melinda Dillon coming back, that would be just as good. That would be awesome. Yes. I to yeah. me, the a Christmas story, it's funny. I, I never really liked it growing up. I, I I really enjoy it as I got older for some reason. And I think it's just because of that nostalgia factor that it plays on. It reminds you of when you had your Christmases, what they were yeah. like, and it takes yeah. you back. So I mean it's like every year we're watching watching that movie. I mean I every um, twenty four hours on TNT. Is this still play twenty four hours on this? TNT still plays at twenty four hours a day on Christmas Day. <laughs> Just Christmas Day only. Just Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I can't. I can't wait for this one. I, I think I'm. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> yeah. And and I think and I think Peter's Billing, Billingsley. I mean, he's been a director. Didn't he do Elf? He uh, he did. He uh, I don't. No, 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 he was just in Elf. He he was in Elf. He didn't direct Elf. Elf Sorry. was directed by John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau. Yeah, that's, that's right, all right. That's right. But he was. But yeah, he was in Elf. And Peter Billingsley actually has been a very good TV producer. He, that's what it is. TV. He producer, was a TV yes. producer and a TV director. Peter Billingsley actually directed a couple episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Mm. Uh, that was a series that had Scott Bakula. But you know, Eric, the one thing I loved about the original Christmas uh, Christmas Story is that it took me back to my childhood. Because I think we've all had grandparents who bought a, who gifted us some strange gifts that we yeah, didn't want, yeah. a la the pink bunny suit. You know, <laughs> I never got a pink bunny suit. Okay, that's a lie. Not <laughs> but it, 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 it's one of those movies I can watch, and it just it brings back fond memories of when I was a kid and all the, the holidays that I celebrated with my family when I was younger. Yeah. And all the presents that I got that I didn't want, all the presents that I didn't get that mm. I wanted— but I eventually got later, hence the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm just kind of hoping that this one, my only fear, I'm hoping this one does the same. But, Eric, I'm hoping they don't try and reinvent the wheel here with this one. Okay. Mm. Kind of make some uh, some casual uh, references. References, yeah. Some homages to the original one. But don't try and repeat the same thing from from the original film. Yeah. There's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a tightrope. I mean, it's a delicate balance yeah, here. You got to be careful. Uh, you got to be, it's got to be done really well because that, that for that movie that the bar is set so high yep. that to come in with, with, yeah. uh, uh, you know, to revisit, uh, yeah. the story is, is yeah, that's going to be, and I can, and that, and it's funny because I know that, uh, there's a few guys on YouTube, uh, I watch their YouTube channel and they've actually stayed at the house that really? was at the exterior was filmed. The interiors were filmed at a different place, but right, the exterior, right. of the, I mean, that house. So it's the Christmas story house. Okay. It's pretty cool. You okay. can actually stay there. It's like an Airbnb thing. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's wow. pretty cool. And then they have it kind of set up to where it kind of looks similar on the inside. And wow. And yeah, so it's, it's pretty neat. But huh, I'm going. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to revisit revisit that. And and I think, uh, I got to admit it, going back, you're talking about the Christmas story. One more thing real quick. I, I think too, when I watch it, I do watch it with a little bit of rose colored glasses because, yeah. you know, when we do think about our, some Sometimes about our childhoods and, and Christmas, you know, and and yeah, there are you know the good the good times and the bad times there. 
um, that the movie portrays. But um, I think it has a little bit of rose-colored glasses too, because it always seemed like it's a little bit, maybe a little bit better, you know, than than right. than what it was. But you know, right, exactly. I mean, it, but it's fun, you know. It, it's it it's fun. fun to remember that, and yeah. you know, in Christmases where things did just go totally wonky, and and the family just made yeah. the best of it. You know? And it's the like, best thing about it is it's become tradition in so many households. It's yes. like so many households. It's like you wake up Christmas morning unwrap your presents, have breakfast with family, and then you watch Christmas Story. Yeah. And yeah. one of the great, like, it's one of my top five holiday films of all time. Oh, we're going to get into that. We're going to discuss next We're going to discuss, yeah, yeah. our, uh, our uh, top, top top five holiday films. Top five, time. maybe top ten. There might be ten of them. I Let's don't know. Up. There has to be ten, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, guys, that's the music, so it's time for us to get out of here. So Time for us to skedaddle. Hey, we hope you guys like the show today. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Intermission. Yes, and always remember to subscribe, and please leave a review. It does help out the show. Yep, greatly appreciated. Leave a comment, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, take care. Till next time. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.